Government. We all know it's important to understand, be it state, local, or national, but doesn't the thought of it just make you want to, well, drink? If so, you're in the right place. I'm Angel Romero, your politics and pints aficionado, and this is Ballots and Brews, where we'll talk all things local beer while also diving into what in the world is happening at the local, state, and national government and what you can do about it. It's Schoolhouse Rocks meets the Daily Show meets C-SPAN, so let's get this show started. Even till the morning of the uh, the grand opening, 
everybody looks forward to because, you know, half the time they're in different uniforms for these pop-ups and everything like that. I've even got my managers wearing uh, short-sleeved uh, gold t-shirts for light during this time. So, you know, we're all in. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, that makes it fun for the staff involved there, too. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. Well, now, and uh, so the Pop-Up Power Force is happening now. How long does that run till? We're running uh, this Pop-Up until October 10th, and then we're going to take a little bit of a break, and there's going to be some exciting uh, new things in December, and also into the, the winter months. We're, we're going to be doing some stuff. I uh, um, don't want to give those Pop-Up ideas away, but, uh, you know,
celebrating everything local and everything Topeka. Learn more at 785live.com and thanks for tuning in. All right, everyone. It's that time of night where we find out what is on our political beer flight for tonight. Uh, so we are going to start things off first with what we are calling the Wrecking Ball Kolsch. Uh, this one marks the decision by our city council at their meeting on Tuesday to clear the way for the demolition of the former White Lakes Mall property. Uh, that's right. You could almost hear the faint strains of Miley Cyrus playing in the background as the council voted 10 to 0 unanimously, y'all. Rarely does that happen, but unanimously, the city council voted to authorize the demolition to start the process uh, for the demolition of White Lakes Mall. Uh, now, I have to say, of course, I am not a native Topekan, so I have only ever known the White Lakes Mall as this creepy old decrepit building that was next to the Carlos O'Kellys I used to like to go to. And then they closed that Carlos O'Kellys, which really burned me up. That's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, native Topekans, do we, do we have thoughts and feelings about this? Are we all going to get together? and watch it be demolished? Is that a thing? Or do we just say good rinse and move on with our lives? Uh, I don't know what the rules are. Do we get together in the parking lot and pour one out for old White Lakes? I just don't know how. I just don't know how this works. Um, I will say it's kind of funny, actually. Some of the city council members, it turned into this like kind of reminiscing and, and sharing moment during the city council meeting where people like shared their favorite memories and reflections about White Lakes Mall. Uh, someone even asked if any artifacts from the building would be recovered and made available to the public, uh, which makes me wonder, is there someone out there that like stashed hundreds of those tokens from the arcade? I, I assume there was an arcade there in like some corner that they want to get back now. I don't know. The 80s were a simpler time, I guess. Uh, by the way, for as old and jankety as that building currently is, it could still cost uh, anywhere of upwards up to two and a half million dollars to demolish the White Lake Mall building. Um, it does look like we're going to we're going to get that money back. Uh, actually, the city council specifically directed uh, city manager uh, Brent Trout to recover the costs of that demolition. Um, and there's a couple of different ways that could be done. Uh, you know, for instance, they could place a lien on the property uh, to recoup the costs and property taxes on the building. Um, I can tell you one group that won't be gathering to pour one out for White Lakes Mahal, and that is apparently the people that still have businesses attached to that building. Uh, the city council heard from the owner of 
mainline printing, um, which is one of the bigger businesses that's actually still attached to White Lakes Mall. Um, and let's just say they are uh, more than glad to see what they consider to be an eyesore gone and out of their lives. Uh, so there's no love loss there um, from their neighbors at mainline printing. So there you go, folks. The end of an era. White Lakes Mall will be coming down um, at a time here in the not so distant future. Uh, next up on our flight, we have the Innovation IPA. Uh, just like every microbrewery is experimenting with their own IPAs, Topeka is in the innovation game as well with their new plug-and-play business accelerator. Um, if you can remember back before the dark times of COVID-19, back way back in, in 19 and 18, back in 2019, uh, Topeka was selected from really a, a true global contest uh, to be the site of a new plug-and-play business accelerator. Uh, the whole idea behind plug-and-play's locations around the world being that you offer a place where people who have ideas for businesses in various sectors can come and not just pitch their idea and get some initial support, but actually be supported in the entire growth of their business model, and usually pretty rapid growth at that. Uh, Plug and Play has different focus sectors for each of their locations around the world, uh, and they like Topeka because in addition to Topsy being a pretty cool place, uh, we also fall square in the middle of the Animal Health Corridor, and so this location fit perfectly for animal health focus. Uh, spoiler alert, we've got a lot of cows out here in case y'all haven't noticed. Uh, in reality, though, the accelerator has been about more than just animal health. It's actually attracted startups um, that look to serve a pretty diverse array of businesses, and COVID has actually played a, a part in that, that focus. Now, fast forward back to, to today, and Topeka is actually making some pretty big moves to really double down on this whole innovation deal. Uh, you may remember hearing recently that Wolf's camera uh, store sadly announced the closure of their store in downtown Topeka at the 7th and Kansas location. Uh, this actually created an opportunity for Plug and Play uh, to develop their, their much longed for innovation campus in downtown Topeka. So of course we've got Plug and Play being located here, but now we need an innovation campus to really further their efforts. Uh, this kind of growth is something that's accounted for in the Momentum 2022 strategic plan for Topeka and Shawnee County. Um, and of course, it's been something that city government has been excited to uh, support in order to see this kind of growth downtown. Now, this innovative camp innovation campus, which has this really cool, fancy name, by the way, we're calling it Astra Innovation Center, uh, will actually not only take up the former, former Wolf's building, but will actually stretch all the way up to the 600 block of Kansas Avenue. CJ Online has a, a pretty good story right now that details kind of the impact of this move on local businesses that are already there. Um, for instance, Reliant Apparel, uh, one of those locations there, they're going to move just across the street to the Townsite Tower, uh, aka the old U.S. Bank building, for those of us that can't bring ourselves to say Townsite Tower just yet. Uh, the whole idea of this innovation campus is to really give all these up-and-coming entrepreneurs space to actually work and grow their business and be being centrally located with easy access to resources. Uh, this is, of course, a big move for downtown and the continued efforts to revitalize that area. Uh, and actually, Jado, who we've talked about on this show before, but remember, this is this is where the quiz comes in. So Jado stands for what? That's right, the Joint Economic Development Organization. I can hear you all saying it from home. Uh, this is a group that is made up of both city council and county commissioners, uh, and they, their responsibility is to invest those 
proceeds from the half cent sales tax into our community for economic development purposes. Uh, they actually recently approved $5.87 million in investment uh, for its downtown innovation campus. So a significant amount of money being invested in the project. So stay tuned. There is going to be a lots of action and money um, coming into downtown here in the near distant future. Uh, and finally, tonight on our beer flight, we have the, oh my God, I can't even think about the 2022 election yet, Porter. Uh, but I don't know about you all, but one good, strong, dark Porter is enough to do me in. And I have a feeling that's what we're going to need to get through next year's election cycle here in Kansas. It's a big one. We've got all the statewide offices on the ballot that year. So just a quick reminder on where things stand, because a lot's happened since the last time we talked about elections here in Kansas. Uh, so starting at the top, of course, Governor Kelly is running for re-election, uh, though she has a new partner in crime this time for her running mate. Uh, Again, remembering back to the before times, before COVID, uh, Kelly's former lieutenant governor, Lynn Rogers, got appointed to fill the vacant state treasurer's position when our vast uh, state treasurer, Jake LaTurner, got elected to Congress. Uh, this, this meant the governor had to pick a new lieutenant governor. Uh, her choice was Secretary of Commerce, David Tolan, who, while no doubt eminently qualified for the position, also looks like he's about 16 years old, uh, which probably ticks me off more than anything because I found more great in my hair than I found in a long time the other day, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, on the Republican side of things, we've got current Attorney General and freakishly tall human being, Derek Schmidt, emerging as the Republican candidate. Uh, he was set to face former Governor Jeff Collier in the Republican primary, uh, but Collier dropped out of the race this summer, leaving Schmidt as the nominee apparent of the Republican Party. Uh, so buckle up, kids. This race is going to be all kinds of fascinating um, and of course, the governor's actions on COVID are going to be front and center. Um, in his role, of course, as attorney general, Derek Schmidt has already expressed his interest in having Kansas uh, join a lawsuit that was brought by several states against the Biden administration um, for their new vaccine mandates. Um, so, of course, you know, we've got just a, just a few things going on in that race. Um, speaking of attorney general, with Derek Schmidt, of course, running for governor, that means the AG position is now open. And I don't know which one of you people out there spun around the room three times and shouted Chris Kobach's name, but whoever did, you've now conjured him to come back and haunt us, apparently, for the rest of our lives. Yes, he's back. Kobach, the former Secretary of State slash former gubernatorial candidate slash former congressional candidate, is now running for Kansas Attorney General in a, an attempt, I can only imagine, to complete his Kansas elected official bingo card. Uh, he did receive a Democratic challenger today in Chris Mann, an attorney from Lawrence and former police chief who filed a run for the position. Uh, Kobach also does have two Republican challengers in the primary, State Senator Kelly Warren from Lenexa and former federal prosecutor Tony Matavie from Topeka. Um, so he doesn't have a clear path yet to that race. Uh, however, uh, we will see uh, what happens there. And of course, I know what you all are really curious about, which is the coveted race 
races for secretary of state, state treasurer, and insurance commissioner, where it doesn't get any sexier than those races. Um, so far, incumbent insurance commissioner Vicki Schmidt has announced her plans to run for re-election. And I'm sure, of course, state treasurer Lynn Rogers and secretary of state Scott Schwab won't be too far behind in their uh, re-election bid. So stay tuned and keep the beer coming because it's only going to get more interesting as we go on, folks. Uh, so that is it for tonight's beer flight. Um, we are saving up some time because we have another exciting candidate interview tonight. So, of course, last week we got the chat with mayoral candidate Mike Padilla. Tonight we get the chat with his opponent, Leo Cangiani. Uh, so we're so excited to have Leo on tonight's show. So his interview is coming up after the break. So go ahead and stay tuned and come back for that. Remember, you are listening to Ballots and Brews here on KSEF. So listening to Ballots and Brews on KSCF Digital Radio Topeka. For advertising opportunities, please go to 785live.com. All right, folks. Well, we are so excited to continue tonight with our uh, series that we've been doing of interviewing folks who are running for local office here in just a few months. I think we're just over 40 days from Election Day, folks, if you can believe it. Uh, but so, of course, last week we had a chance to interview uh, Mike Padilla, one of our council, or one of our uh, mayor candidates for mayor. See, I'm just so excited tonight. I can't even talk straight. So uh, we were so excited to interview Mike last week. And then tonight uh, we're excited to interview our other candidate for mayor. Leo Kinjiati. Leo, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, uh, thank you, Angel. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a little while. Absolutely. I was going to say, it's been good to get back together, even if it has to be virtually sometimes. That, that's still okay. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, Leo, as we, uh, as we get started tonight, you know, why don't you tell folks just a little bit about yourself, you know, your, your background, uh, what you do, how you got to Topeka, that sort of thing. Thank you for the opportunity again, Angel. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome to be able to talk to you. Um, so, yes, uh, originally, so I was born in Argentina, San Justo, Saint, Saint Just, uh, <laughs> which is in Buenos Aires, Argentina, the capital uh, there. So, but I was born there. My family immigrated to the U.S. And, and I lived in Miami for a while, for 15, 16 years. I was there. So I grew up. Um, different experiences, um, the good, uh, the not so good. And, you know, but all that, I, I think I flipped to... Uh, uh, to the positive. Um, so I have a background with different things like, you know, my parents divorced, going through hurricanes, oh going gosh. through fires and uh, being shot. I mean, there's different things that I've been through in my <laughs> sure. life. Uh, so, but I've come out of it. Uh, that's just to say that, you know, I, I try to take every experience and make it positive and be able to relate to people and, and you know, flip it uh, for the better. And I, I've come out of that. And um, like with that said, I'm, I'm a first generation immigrant here. Uh, I am living the American dream, honestly. Absolutely. The, the fact that uh, I had this opportunity to do whatever I, my heart, you know, leads me to. And luckily I'm here uh, today. So anyways, I was I was in Miami for a while, like I said. Uh, I went to high school there too. But during high school, my mom and my uh, stepfather, they were in Garden City. Garden oh, City, okay. Kansas. Southwest Kansas. So for a whole year, she was like, hey, come, come to uh, Garden City, come live with me and whatnot and I said you know I had my ups and downs in high school I said, yeah yeah no yes no. <laughs> but eventually I said you know you come pick me up I'll go I promise <laughs> there you uh, go and then yes yeah, sure enough that summer hey I'm 
hello, I'm at your sister's house. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, being a man of my word. Okay, I'll pack up. I'll tell my dad and I, I'll get my little brother's things together and we'll head off. And I call this the best move of my life <laughs> to leave Miami. Yes, it sounds beautiful. sounds like paradise, but you know, it's different when you live somewhere and all you know is four by four blocks. Every time I moved, I moved around a lot in Miami, but sure. anyway, so my parents, uh, my mom came and got me out of there and not, not, not to put down my parents. My parents worked hard and they showed me those tough values of, of hard work and being respectful of every single person. Like my dad used to go into the store and talk to the cashier, to the janitor, to the man, all the same. He respected everyone. So I saw those values growing up and of hard work, cutting his hands on different things and my mom working late shifts and so in different type of work from babysitting to working at a restaurant to uh, Dom. I mean, she's done it all and my dad has done it all so I, I fully respect them and, and thank them for the opportunity that I have today so with that being said so I moved um, we went to Garden City but we drove right so oh my I, got gosh. See, I got to see all like a lot of the United States right and I was like wow we can just stop anywhere and just live you can just work and just be anywhere you want and I thought that was amazing you know I was like wow uh, so that can, and I also learned that Texas is huge <laughs> right <laughs> we're never ending Texas Right. Anyways, and then I got to Garden City and then I I opened the door of the car and I took a breath in. I was like, whoa, what's that smell? (laughs) And they were like, well, that's the smell of money. Absolutely. So so I learned that real quick and how, you know, the Kansas world is a little bit different than the the rest of it. But in, in essence, you know, everybody in in the heart of it, it's the same. Sure. People People are people anywhere and they want the best for one another if you if you're out to do better. So anyways, so I, I finished high school there in Garden City and there I kind of changed my life around and and did great things and was involved in clubs and groups. And um, even then, I mean, I guess my first year I was like, eh, you know, I'm too cool. I'm from Miami. You guys are in a little <laughs> small town. But, you know, it's a it's a very diverse. If you've never been to Garden City, oh, I sure. recommend to go check it out. It's a melting pot as well. It's beautiful. It has um, lots of different uh, diversity over there. So, anyways, my first year, there, everybody said, "Oh, where are you from? Argentina? Oh, cool. What part of Mexico is that from?" Oh, oh gosh. No. <laughs> so at first, I was like, "Oh man, you guys are no good." I'm like, "Nah." But then I turned it around. I said, "You know what? It's a it's an opportunity to learn and to teach." Yeah others and educate them and that's where I kind of came to my own like you know I'm unique in, in that sense of like there's other places around the world that I can help uh, tap into for these for these folks and, and my friends and all so it was it was definitely awesome and a growing experience for me so I went there I got my first uh, my family to graduate straight from high school um, and then also for uh, for a community college there I went there as well Okay. And then, so I was first to graduate community college and then came, um, Topeka, <laughs> Topeka, my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, she moved to, uh, Topeka to go to school. We met at Washburn at, not Washburn, we met at Garden City Community College. Uh, she's from Denver. Okay. So she has family from over there. Um, so anyways, and she has family in Garden, but anyways, let's digress. <laughs> she came to Topeka to Washburn before me and I was like, well, she's there. I'll go apply there. I, I checked it out. I came for a tour and they accepted me. So I was like, hey, why not? Um, you know, go to school here and my, my girlfriend's here. So it worked out. Yeah. And that was in 03. Okay. And ever since then, ever since then, I've been here in Topeka. So 
I am I am 18 years in Topeka and it's been the best move of another best move of my life <laughs> next move of my life and it's my home now yeah. it's been more than half my life here and I've seen it's, there's great people here university was awesome to me um, the connections I've made in Topeka I don't have family here but everybody I make uh, friends with become my family my brothers and sisters yeah. uh, that I meet along the way along my path and anything I've been involved with I've met so many great people here and it's hard to leave how can you leave sure. that much family right yeah so it is it's always been tough I've had the opportunities to leave my dad eventually went to Dallas and like I said my wife's family is in Denver and my family now they left uh, Garden City and they're back in Florida and Jacksonville and I have family still in Miami so oh, okay. I have different opportunities and she even has family in Connecticut and I have still family in Argentina so I had opportunities we've had opportunities to move sure each time it comes back to man all these beautiful people here in Topeka all these different opportunities uh, we've invested um, from real estate to different careers and oh man it's just been great a great experience here so um, yeah that's why we're here in Topeka and I'm glad to uh, to be here. And also, my my wife talking about my wife in Denver. I went before going, before coming to Topeka. I was in Denver for the summer. I stayed with her and her family. Oh sure. Um, they're, they're she's she's called a coda, a child of deaf adults. Oh, okay. So both of her parents are deaf, and her sister is deaf as well. Oh, wow. So that kind of got me intrigued into sign language, and that's how I know uh, sign language as okay. well in my background. So I know sign language. I know Spanish. Um, I grew up with it, and, and my parents speak it and in English. Uh, so that's a little background of me in that in that sense. But um, I don't know. Just everything I've. I've done in my life has led me to this point. Um, also, I went during college. I did a little bit of Boy Scouts, so I was the coordinator okay. for the at-risk youth and after-school programs and summer programs. Sure, I've been uh, all over the city. I mean, when I say all <laughs> over the city, all over the city. Yeah, I've worked with uh, hundreds and thousands of kids around the city. Uh, so it was an awesome opportunity. I worked with Parks and Rec with that, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, Safe Streets, and different venues. Oh, it's been it's been remarkable um, so Camp Jayhawk <laughs> and whatnot and I also even worked with the Topeka Correctional Facility oh wow there was a program called Breaking Barriers where okay. we brought the, the incarcerated uh, mothers we brought their kids to them so they spent oh, wow. a day with them to do different lessons and spend time together and kind of bridge that while they're incarcerated give them a reason to see them to, to see them grow up as well and, and teach them a little something and have a purpose when they come back out and so it was an awesome, awesome opportunity also uh, the villages I don't know if you know the villages oh yeah it, uh, that was an awesome opportunity as well to do different programs there we did soccer set scouting we did um, a learning for life program oh yeah fast fast um, opportunities for me to to use my talents that I've been taught growing up and to to do great things with it. So, no, it was, it was awesome to do Boy Scouts. So that was a nonprofit sector, right? How sure, yeah. Maintain things. And that was an awesome opportunity. I had uh, staff under me. I, I taught them. You know, I hired um, and trained it, it was during college. So when I got my degree, I got my degree in elementary education okay. um, and emphasis in middle school mathematics as well. So elementary ed and then middle school math. But I went into elementary ed. Uh, so I did fifth grade at Tecumseh North. That was an awesome opportunity <laughs> for those kids and my for me to, to, to grow as an individual. 
and then um, then I went on to uh, Scott Dual Language yeah. Magnet to use my talents to know Spanish and I did it in a dual language setting and I taught everything in Spanish not only in Spanish but I also used uh, American Sign Language oh, so wow. I bridged that I used the body kinesthetics to to bridge the, the languages and that was also I also used ASL in, in fifth grade as well but uh, but so dual language even made more sense and the kids loved it yeah. so I did second grade there and then I did uh, preschool I kept looking for that <laughs> grade where I can really involve the parents oh sure and get them involved in school on a daily basis and knowing that they can help in different ways uh, and and work that partnership with the teacher uh, parent student partnership that really is needed in order for a student to succeed and for the family to be successful to see the connection in the school so it was awesome then I did community liaison for the same school okay um, so I felt called to um, help in bigger ways each each time a little bit bigger how can I use my talents and also so I recruited I started the watchdogs program there it was a Watchdogs is the dads of great students. Okay. I recruited over 50 uh, dads to come and help, to come spend time with their kids in the classroom, outside of the, uh, recess time, at PE, in their class. I mean, it was awesome, and the kids enjoyed that a lot. Oh, it's so and cool. It was, it was an awesome program. I also started a, a group called Male Group, which is Males Achieving Lifelong Education. Oh, awesome. That was a fifth grade uh, group of kids. Usually fifth grade is, is a, a tough age. You can sure. put it that way for the kids, <laughs> right? And so we developed this program. Luckily, I had great principals and great people and creative uh, ways that they've thought. And we worked together to collaborate. Every, every level I've ever done, the collaborative effort has been there. I've always been a team, team player to to listen and to give and that back and forth um, creativity going so that that's when you have a little freedom <laughs> like that to play with and wiggle with fruits come out of it and I've been seeing it all my career it's my whole career and then I had an opportunity to be a director uh, for the new Chick-fil-A that came out. Absolutely. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So I had the opportunity to do that and break it off and kind of my, my uncle and my thing, there was always entrepreneur um, aspirations in my family. They've always, they've always been involved in that as well. So I kind of said, hey, let me go into the business realm. So I did the nonprofit with the Boy Scouts. I did the public service uh, with the teaching and the community liaison. And then I said, well, let me go into the private sector. So I did that. I did, I was director, like I said, of hospitality. So I got to train and see and evolve and and see how we can be more effective uh, process of improvement plans um, like like the teaching. I mean, a lot of this, the teaching role has set me up for a lot of this. Sure. You yeah. Have to be a reflective educator. You have to reflect on your lessons, how you did good, what you did bad. How can you do better? Always constantly. So that kind of process improvement planning and everything I do um, has really paid off to where I am today. And also during all that time, I, I did a little investing myself. I uh, bought a rental and doing different things like that. And, and my own little LLC as teaching Spanish and sign language and those little things of business minded. So in every level, like I was saying earlier, in every level, 
ever since college here at Washburn. Uh, I've been recognized for my hard work, for my creativity, for uh, for the things I do and, and, and teamwork and such. So during college, I got like a, t- a teacher of promise. Sure. So that's only two that can get that. And I, I was uh, had the pleasure of getting that and humbled enough to, to receive that award. And then uh, during my teaching time and my community time uh, with the uh, with uh, the school public sector, I was recognized for uh, distinguished staff award. So I was oh, yeah. distinguished staff for five hundred one for the for Topeka Public Schools. Also during that time, I also was awarded with the top twenty under forty. Yeah, you know absolutely. About that. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so congratulations for you as well. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of that. And I think that's where a lot of this movement has been great, greatly uh, pushed because of the, the top professionals been been engaged in the community a lot more. We're being recognized as seeing what's, what could happen with the beauty of that. So I, I thank them for continuing it on. And there's great people that come about it and they're recognized. So that was awesome uh, to be a part of that. So great class of 2015. Um, that was, the, I think they always say that's the best class. Right. <laughs> <laughs> class of their own. <laughs> so no, it was an awesome class. Every class is, is awesome. So, and then from there, and then I, during my time for Chick-fil-A, my customer service, I, I um, always serve with the heart and customer excellence is, uh, what I, it just comes naturally to me cause I just want to serve people. And, and so I was recognized and they gave me a national commercial for me. For, I, I remember that. Yeah. So I was also, yeah. So a national commercial for Chick-fil-A, uh, whatnot, <laughs> for my experience with a customer and using my sign language yeah. my language. So that was awesome opportunity. And, and I'm truly humbled that along the way people have recognized that. And, and I just, I just give my all in everything I do. And I think this, this, uh, this is my next step for the city, not for me, um, because it's not for the money and it's not for that. I just want to be the example for young families and, and fully invested people to, to be able to do these things and to help the community and sure. excel at a faster pace than it has in, in all the years. Um, so we'll talk about that, but, um, yeah, so that's, I feel like I would, I would really use all my talents and my experiences to connect and educate this whole community to do better. And I, I can't wait. So that's awesome. Well, yeah, you, you talked about, you know, the, the spread of experience that, that you've had and, and, and those skills that you've gained. So, you know, knowing all of that, then what, what made you, uh, kind of pull the trigger and decide that you want to run for mayor? So like I was saying, all my life experiences have, have led me to this point, honestly. So um, I've been involved with community uh, leadership positions through all my the whole career and different groups and these people and these friends and uh, these brothers and sisters of mine that I call them. Uh, <laughs> they've encouraged me. They're like, hey, why don't you do this? You know, you'd be a great representative. You've done lots of things. And um, I think you can do this. And ever since I was younger, they've been always telling me, hey, you're going to do something in the community you're going to be helping uh more people in different ways so i i mean you, i did a little internship during the capital during during washburn time and i was like ah eh, you know i don't know <laughs> and then i even did a little you know topeka image task force for the yeah. uh, mayor mcclinton he appointed me on that and so i've done little things like that but i was like you know i'll do the stuff i do in the community where i, I always do i'm out there i'm always available i, I do different groups i i help in the church and and different ways wherever it's needed i try to be there and my family included 
it as well. So I've always proven that that uh, and people have took to it. You know, they're like, oh, everybody knows Leo. He's not, <laughs> not pat on myself. And nothing. I just I just love people and I want to help people and I want to be out there. And and that's just out of my heart. I don't I don't know how to explain it. Sure. You know? So I want to awesome. just use the talents I have and to keep being, you know, leading with love. And I want to be creative, uh, keep the creativity going and uh, be efficient and in a power. You know, I have different sayings and as a teacher, I use lots of acronyms and I'll share some of those along the way where I, I talk, but I, I do want to lead and my, my name, Leo, right? <laughs> I want to lead, I want to educate and I want to organize. So that's always, that's my whole life in a nutshell. And I want to share that awesome. and, and use my talents for, for everyone. So that's uh, in a nutshell, sure. that's what I kind of, uh, I want to use those those skills that I've been looking and seeing how, how leaders need to be out there and continue that. I want to thank, I mean, I, I seriously thank all the mayors, all the mayors since day <laughs> one of Topeka that were up to this point. I want to thank them. And I want to just take that baton and then sprint with it as fast as we could. You know, <laughs> we've been steady. We've been really steady up and down, up and down, steady, steady, steady. And then population shows and different things and different numbers show that. Right. Yeah. But I want to, I want to excel. I want to bring to light all these beautiful people and all the, all these leaders that are here just waiting and just chomping at the bit to do things. We just need to lead them and teach them a little bit of, get them over that hump of how to in that community, in that neighborhood, whatever that may be. If we get those leaders uh, that the top 20 and 40 has shown that we have, right. You know, that's, that's the main attraction of top professionals that are going to come to the city and, and do things. And I mean, they're so, I'm so excited to, <laughs> to be having this opportunity and, and um, I'm trying to like, like Christ does to love people and care for people. And, and I also, and I'm just asking everybody to step up and I'm, I'm here with my arm out, my hand out. And I just want people to join, join hands with me and continue this, uh, this journey. Absolutely. Well, and you know, you've talked about the, the long line of, of mayors and folks that have come before us. And so, you know, as, as someone that's running um, from outside the, the current city government, you know, when you look at the current city council and city government as a whole, you know, what's one thing that you think the city council um, has has gotten right, has done well? Um, and what's one thing that you think that uh, in retrospect you think should have been handled differently, maybe? Awesome. Yeah. Like they, I think they've been doing a fine job. I mean, I, I think uh, Brent Trout is doing awesome. I think he's an effective and an efficient city manager and that De La Isla, like Michelle, they broke through a key barrier, you know, to, to do things. And yeah. she was the first Hispanic mayor. That was awesome. Yeah. I, I'm very proud of that, that she's she's taking that step. She's a fellow top 20 under 40, um, a young professional that's trying to do better for the city. She's tried her best. Absolutely. You know, and they worked together. They had a great partnership. And I think with the city council itself, I think they've been working a lot better together. Sure. For sure. And I, and I can't wait to, to be able to be in there with them and still continue that movement and, and take it to a next level, even that. So I know, obviously, COVID put a little hindrance. <laughs> right. Stuff, but I think even through that, it showed the resilience of the city. Sure. I mean, we got through the city and through the things that all, all through all this and we're still um, holding forth. But for sure, there's still things that need to be tapped into. Like I said, like obviously the infrastructures and and all these things that need to be continuing on. They did a better job with um, 
with the, the groups, right? The, the underrepresented groups before. They, they're doing a better job with a greater voice for uh, in, in the political establishment. We're doing a lot better for them, but sure. we need to continue that. Obviously, all the good stuff, uh, obviously, I want to continue those on the, on the right path. Sure. But there is there is downfalls too. You know, we were going a little too slow on roads, it feels like. That's what it feels like. Sure. I want to see the actual numbers. I know we were like at 55 at a payment condition index, and I want to raise that even higher. We have some funding. We have some investments we can do better with. Uh, so I, I have lots of creative ideas uh, that we can use and we can try, but I'm willing to uh, be a coordinator and help uh, to do that together as a collaborative effort. Um, it takes teamwork. And sure. anything I've ever done in my life, it takes teamwork. My own family, <laughs> me and my wife, need to be on the same page yeah, for absolutely. my kids with my kids so it's all these little things they always take teamwork no one wins a championship by themselves unless you're a tennis, <laughs> a tennis player that's one person you still have a coach right so even then you're still needing other people's advice or uh coaching so i want to be that coach in order to do that and, and lead the way on that i was a coach even in highland park high school a soccer coach it was an awesome experience those those kids they listen they take in and they learn and there is a great experience but that's what we need to do in my perspective as being an immigrant and i'm gonna use those to my advantage to connect to more people we have a big population a hispanic population yeah. and i'm willing to connect with them i can speak fluent spanish i can go and talk to them i want to do different uh services and education forums for them coalitions for them i mean we need to not for them actually i went with them sure you know that, yeah. that's a key point i need i need to improve on it's not for somebody it's with somebody and it takes two parties to and it takes two to tango and i like to tango i'm from argentina <laughs> a little tango i can do a little salsa <laughs> that was well done that was well done i like that tie-in yeah that's but funny. uh anyways yeah so there's lots of little things we can continue to uh improve like how do we spend our money more efficient they've done a great job obviously the mill levy hasn't been raised for a vast uh period of time i think nine years it hasn't been raised which is awesome and i appreciate that i mean i'm gonna look at numbers hopefully it still continues that way while i am in there and uh we'll, we'll play with the numbers and so i'm i'm Everything for me, it should be reevaluated all the time. Sure. Like my own life, I reevaluate, uh, you know, and, and pray about it and with, with uh, other consults. And it just takes a team. Sure. It takes a team to do things. Well, and, you know, when you, when you think about uh, those different uh, challenges that might be facing the city, is there any one challenge that you think stands out as kind of the, the, the biggest challenge that faces the future of the community? So a big one that comes to mind for me is the perception of Topeka. Sure. It just, no matter where I go, I can just go outside the city, barely, like to another little city. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from Topeka. Oh yeah, I'm, I don't want to live there. It's too dangerous. Oh gosh. It's too <laughs> crazy. And it's too big. Well, I mean, some people just think it's too big, but <laughs> right. I don't think it's that big, but I don't think it's that small as well. But um, just a perception that we need to turn around. It's almost like we've been traumatized. Oh, right. Like, you know, in, in a sense of we've been hurt we've always seen that go up and then it goes down you know an example sure. was like white lakes right white lakes have been awesome it was it was an awesome anchor in the community and then it just went down that feels like that's part of us right sure. and, and that's the city city stop we're, we're bringing stuff back up and back to life which i love i see the boulevard yes i'm going to keep pushing those things that are good the, the downtown great let's continue to push for the young professionals to have something to do the to to invigorate them a reason to stay in tp 
speak of, more family things, continue those. There's great people all over the city. There are things that are doing with scent. They're doing a great job over there. There's all over the city. We want to improve, correct? I'm not just yeah. singling out one. I want to improve to Oakland. Yeah, I want to, but how about the people? Do they? Of course they want to, but what's the best way to do it? Most efficient way. Let's come together and let's do, let's do some research and let's do it together and let's form a plan for the longevity of it. So I think the perception of it, uh, of Topeka, I want to change that image. It's, it's getting there. I'm not saying it's, it's totally down. Sure. It's going up and the, for the help for the Topeka Chamber, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to work with them. I'm ready to go out there and, and really uh, continue to push for momentum. I want to keep the momentum going to 2050. Right. I want to keep because I'm going to be here. I'm, yeah. I'm a young family. I'm a young family. I really want the trajectory of the, of the future to be great. You know, I want to pass it on to my kids on a great state. I don't want to just leave it as is or stagnant. You know, the, the numbers show that, that we've been stagnant with our uh, population, the, the census, right? Right. We need to work together on that. If we build a community that's attractive, they're like, hey, what's going on in Topeka? Right. You know, what's yeah. going on over there? And they get get it attractive enough for people to come and, wow, they're doing things and they're, they're moving in the right direction. It's safer. It's cleaner. It's, uh, you know, all the whole city is being invigorated. I have great plans and ideas, but I mean, I need to, I need to get together with people and see if the reality can happen. Sure. But I'm a recruiter and I, and I love to work with um, – um, private entities and whoever's willing to work, I'm really to talk and I'm open for it. Awesome. Well, and, and, you know, you talked about, you know, when we think about attracting uh, folks to our community and you mentioned young professionals as well, you know, what specifically do you think Topeka uh, could do to make our community an attractive place for young professionals to want to move and be a part of the community? So to me, it's, it's being young, being, beginning younger, mm. keeping the kids, keeping the families we have here. If you just keep the families here, <laughs> just by general, it, it, it'll, they'll have kids yeah. that'll grow our population just by retaining the ones we have here and making it a place to where they can raise a family and seeing their, their careers and, and creating the jobs available, seeing it in a different light says, Hey, you can do these type of jobs. Just use our anchors that we have here. Sure. Use anchors. What I say anchor, I, I mean like Washburn university. Oh, sure. Use, use our hospitals, use Washburn tech. Right. So many resources here that can, that can train our workers, skilled labor, skilled jobs and different avenues. You don't all have to be a teacher. There's different places within the teaching realm that you can be. There's different uh, realms that you can be as a, you can be plumber. You can, you can own your own business or you could just be the workers. Nothing wrong with working. Right. Right. You don't have to own something to, <laughs> to really think of your success. Success is what you make it. You know, if, if you're, if you're doing what you could do for your family and still providing and still living with them and still doing what you can, that's what I want to, I want the American dream to be whatever the person wants to, wanted to be and what they feel fulfilled and continue that on. But, but I attracting it from a younger age. I mean, so we, we, we make more community events and, and get together. So I, I want to do a little program, right? It's, it's little, look, when I say little, 
I mean, <laughs> I want to, I want to challenge the churches and the schools to open for one hour a week after school mm-hmm. and to come together and do a, uh, a program where we do a, a character building or a life lesson or whatever the topic everybody wants to hear, you know, and then to, to build social, emotional, uh, what resource we have in a community, whatever that is for 30 minutes, we just talk about it. We, uh, so the community, so they're close to them. They can walk to this, uh, venue, right. To their school or to their church. It's open and it's there and we'll do a, a zoom call. We oh, sure. zoom, don't we? We, don't uh, right. we yeah. got really good at it. <laughs> We're in a zoom world now. So, so do a zoom and I will be willing to go to every site that we have all around every week, a different site. And then I'll bring the, the guests or, or if it's me leading it, we'll do a 30 minute lesson. We'll have a quick snack and then we'll do a game or something like that. Just a one hour, one hour a week. That's all I'm asking. Put down your remote controls, <laughs> put down the Netflix, put down your phones just for one hour. Get to meet your neighbors, get to grow as a family, um, growing your skills and what's out there, accessibility, and then go have fun with each other. And then once we start building that little, that little seed, right? That one hour that I'm asking for a week and we're building our, our community like that, I think people start opening their eyes and caring for one another and being uh, proud of their own neighborhoods. Sure. Cleaning it up or whatever that is and coming together. So we can just that little pro. I think that will that will invigorate uh, a greater long-term effect. Sure. And things that, that'll, you know, they'll set forth to other activities. I know that we have a lot of activities out there and <laughs> sports and a ton of things, but if we can allocate that for, for that one hour, I would, that'd be awesome to, to change the view of Topeka. So I'm willing to lead that and, and do, do that as a, as a mayor and, and as a, whatever, I mean, even not, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I, I think we need this anyway. So, uh, I'm willing to do this. Um, but yeah, so that little, that little something that we build community and, and trust that we will do better for the community for the long term. Sure. Well, yeah, that, and, that, and that's, of course, such a, a, a tough question, too, for lots of fighting. I think there's lots of lots of good people working on that that issue for uh, for sure. And so I think, you know, you're right that it'll, it'll take some kind of creative problem solving and involving lots of people to come to bear uh, on that challenge for sure. Uh, you know, another challenge that folks, of course, think about in our community is crime. Um, and when you think about crime in our community, you know, what, what do you think really is the biggest challenge that's associated with crime? And, and how do we go about addressing it in our city? Crime? What crime? Here? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, serious. No, no crime. I mean, like anywhere else, we're a capital city and we're going to have some crime. Unfortunately, obviously, I want a zero. So whenever I come to office, I'm going to have numbers there. And by the time I get out, I hope they improve vastly. Obviously, that's how you measure as a math teacher. <laughs> you measure things with numbers and statistics and you can see from there to there, did I do my job? Did I say, you know, whatever that may be. Obviously, there's some extraneous variables sometimes, but um, I'm hoping to see that see that through. Well, crime, we need it. We need to help and support the police. I know we just uh, we resolved the, the contract uh, for the most part, and and I'm going to continue to push and help them, support them in order for, for them um, to help us. I mean, we're helping each other. They're right. Topeka. It, it says Topeka. Police department. I want to help my fellow Topeka Police Department succeed. I should. We should not be against them. We should help 
them and work as a team together um, to improve things. So in that said, so we did that contract, but there's other creative things that we can give them different tools, technologies and whatnot that we can help fight crime if that's the, that's the idea. But also going back to that little community program, that, that little seed, I think that will improve crime. But whenever you know each other, you're going to do less harm to each other in a sense. Uh, we would hope. And that's what that that's what I want to uh, push to continue that. And, and also just crime in general. Obviously, I came from a big city of Miami and then I came from City Garden City. I saw different rates of crime and we're not far off from those places uh, in, ter- in terms of numbers. And sure. I don't know what we're trying to look at, but I mean, there's more petty crime here um, than there is like armed robberies or burglary, stuff like that. Luckily, our, our city is not known for that part. It may seem like it is, but it's not uh, in that sense. So I would love to, to see those numbers. But I'm full support of our police department and our fire and anybody that has Topeka on it. <laughs> if you have business here in Topeka and anything like that, we need to help each other and build that community. The community policing uh, bridge that gap with the police and the community to get to know that. And I know there's things in motion already going on in Topeka and they're doing a great job. The TPD, they're, they're trying their best. They're training. They're learning their ways. They're, so we need to recruit for sure. We need to be uh, competitive. I don't want to just train and release. Sure. And what I mean by that, we're training. They're here for a few years and then they go to a, a I guess you could say better spot a bigger city where the game paid oh, more sure. or a smaller city where the game paid more and less you know so we need to be attractive to them to say hey this is a great place to be they take care of me they they support me they they pay me good they so they're different things that we can attract they're top professionals as well this is a profession and it's a and it's not easy they're heroes let's call it what it is they risk their life every day they don't know if they're going to go home every day so i i totally know that shoot during college i did a little bit of uh security sure right? and different things from bars to parties to private parties all these things even at a hospital I was secure that was kind of oh gosh but anyway so but I got to see things can just turn around like that it can be dangerous really really quick and if I did as security as a security guard imagine <laughs> they're out there they don't know that person they don't know so but we also need to hold them accountable sure of course you know it's not just a free for all hey whatever you do it's all good no 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 accountability of course and in every job I've been you need to be held accountable to you for your work and all that you do and then yeah they're their their standard has to be even higher obviously right because they're working with laws and they know the laws and so hopefully they're working with those and they're taking their job super serious and really caring for the citizens and we want caring officers we want people that really want the best and like i said they they already have programs in motion in topeka with uh critical uh things as, as in um helping them with uh, therapy uh, therapist in a, in a sense like if there's a, a difference a call they have different numbers for that and different oh, sure. hotlines and whatnot so they kind of have those things in motion that I've heard of so uh, also the mental health will help with crime as well oh, we sure. the mental health aspect uh, that will 
definitely help. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Vallejo and fam, Family Service and Guidance and any any other entities of, of that magnitude that can help um, the city. So sure. we need to be movers and shakers and be creative in the way we think about things. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely a multifaceted issue. You know, there, there isn't right. any, any one one type of, of solution when it comes to challenges like crime or, or any of those bigger challenges that are facing the community. Well, and, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, kind of in, in, in summary, you know, if if you had to tell folks, you know, why should they vote for you for mayor? What, what would be your answer? Oh, like uh, you probably heard, hopefully um, <laughs> you've you've been hearing enough. Uh, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a community builder. Um, not only that, you know, I'm your neighbor. I am uh, a friend. I'm a brother. Um, I just want the best for the city for the future, for the now, for for everything that we are involved in right now. I just reevaluate things. I want to see it with a clear mind. I'm not a politician. haven't been in the game like that. I, I'm a community guy and I'm a community educator. So I, I've seen different programs and I see, has that been working? Has our city been working or are we pretty stagnant? I, I, so I feel like I, I'm the... Uh, I don't want to say a lightning bolt or nothing like that, but I'm, I'm a little fresh, uh, fresh face, a fresh idea, fresh mind, fresh brain to look at in different ways. And I'm willing to hear from all sides. I don't have, you know, in the political realm, it's kind of crazy right now, especially, but I'm not, I'm here to unite. I'm here to build. I'm here to be a, uh, a builder of people and, and together to collaborate. I want to be a coach. I want, I want to be that person that somebody could come to me and say, Hey, I'm thinking about this or I'm thinking about that. What do you think about this? And, um, and be okay with it. Like, I'm going to come back and say, hey, um, yes, we can or no, we can't. I mean, it's not really feasible or it is feasible. The dreams, right? Right. Oh, we can make, how about we make an Empire State Building? You know, it's like, uh, you know, that's not feasible. You know, it's just right. reality, right? So I want to be realistic with people. I want to be real. I want to be... Uh, the guy that you can have, sit down and have a beer, you know, balance and brews. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> have a beer and just have a good time. And, and together, I want to be that, that, that connector. So together we can do this. Juntos si podemos. And the way we do, we think about things, we need to be uh, rational. We need common sense. Uh, we need a clear heart. And, and I'm, I'm ready. I mean, this is my, this is an American dream come true. <laughs> And I can't wait to uh, to see people. Uh, they did, I, this, this, this is what I love. I love connecting with people. I, I, I like to go out and different groups and different events and different things. And I'm still going to continue that. As mayor, I'm fully going to be in, invested in that. Uh, I'm I'm taking this as a full time mindset mm-hmm. because it takes. I've always done that. If if it, for a week job I've been doing 80 I just put my heart and soul into it my family comes along with it sure my family is it's not a, a Leo venture it's a family venture <laughs> and it's my neighborhood venture it's a church it's a, everybody is in this and I've always done it so hopefully uh, 42 days away absolutely for a second 42 days it's away, crazy I can't believe it I, I know, know. <laughs> I know so if you guys whoever can help me in different ways I am um, available at leocanjohnny.com uh, you can reach out to me leo for Topeka at gmail.com and uh, my phone number is on the website as well you can call me text me I am I am open I I am ready for this and it's my next step to help Topeka really be 
what is the potential, right? I'll tap in all this untapped potential to do what's best. And I really, really can't wait. So yeah, and it, actually October 18th, I tell people this, October 18th, two weeks before. Yeah. You should, it's open for voting. Yeah, so yeah absolutely. Yeah. Shawnee County Elections Office. Go in there and vote at your convenience. Get it so done, take it early. Vote. Yeah. Right. Do early. Go early voting whenever you can. It's not just November 2nd. So, um, yeah, thank you so much Angel, for having me and and yes, and for listening. I talk That's, too much sometimes. No, no, this is to, no, that was totally great. As a as a uh, fellow Topeka transplant, of course, Topeka was not my hometown as well. So it's it's always good to talk to. It's always fun to learn how people made their way to Topeka uh, yeah, we, as well. Yeah, we go way back to Washburn. <laughs> absolutely, Washburn. absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm glad that Washburn played a role in, in getting both of us to Topeka. That's pretty cool. Yes, correct. Or hey, Puerto Rico. Absolutely. Well, and you know, the the cool thing, I think I put this on on Twitter too, but you know, the cool thing for folks out there listening is that, you know, we of course have a a Latina as mayor now, and regardless of how this election shakes out, we will have another Hispanic uh, mayor of Topeka, which I think is is a pretty cool place. uh, uh, I think it's a pretty cool place to be as a community when we think about diversifying our our leadership and how we're growing as a community. I think it's pretty cool. Correct. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I wish, I wish uh, Mike nothing but the best as well i just want the people to uh to stand up and then say who what direction where you want to go to you know i'm a, like i said i'm a young family young guy lots of energy ready to go and uh, i'm ready for this so can't yes, wait absolutely can't wait. well again we're so excited we're so excited to have leo with us here uh tonight uh again for folks listening out there remember election day is november 2nd the deadline to register to vote is october 12th so that will be here before you know because time is moving by quick uh, you can request, uh, you can register to vote or request a mail ballot at ksvotes.org. And just as FYI, you can hear more from Leo and the rest of the candidates that are running for office um, here in just a week, actually on September 28th. That is the date for the online candidate forum that is sponsored by the YWCA, Topeka Jump, the League of Women Voters, and United Way of Greater Topeka. Uh, Yours truly will get to be the moderator that night, uh, which I'm very excited about. So you all can uh, sign up to attend that event for free online at bit that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Vote Topeka 2021. So bit.ly slash Vote Topeka uh, 2021 is the link to register to attend that event for free uh, next week. So folks, go ahead and stay tuned. We're going to take one more break. And after that, we are going to finish things up with our take action moment of the night. You are listening to Ballots and Brews here on KSF 785 Live Radio. Seven eight five magazine is proud to present KSEF Digital Radio, Topeka, Kansas. That's the thing you're listening to right now. And we're celebrating everything local and everything Topeka. Learn more at 785live.com and thanks for tuning in. Well, all right, folks, we have come to the end of the night. And so we will finish things off with our take action moment of the night. And first, of course, we have no shame. We are going to remind you again, uh, we have got the Topeka Mayoral and City Council Candidate Forum coming up next Tuesday, September 28th from 6 to 8 p.m. It's being broadcast via Zoom and I get to be the moderator. So clearly no one has any idea what's going to come out of my mouth. 
Just kidding. I have a script for now. No, seriously, it'll be fine. Uh, all you have to do is register at uh, bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash vote Topeka 2021. Bit dot L-Y slash vote Topeka 2021. And for real, y'all, it's got to be the easiest way to learn more about your candidates for local office. And I'll even let you in on a secret. We're not even going to see you on the Zoom call. You're just going to be a little name off to the side. So you don't have to care what you look like. You don't even need to put pants on. You just come as you are and log in and listen and learn more about your local candidates for office. Uh, so again, remember to RSVP. That link is bit.ly slash vote Topeka 2021. Uh, one last item we will leave you with for tonight. The Greater Topeka Partnership, uh, the GTP, has a survey for you. Uh, as part of their Momentum 2022 strategic plan, one of the things that GTP is measuring is something called our Net Promoter Score. Uh, now, having served myself on one of the Momentum 2022 committees, I can tell you the score is pretty important. It's a measure, essentially, of how much love there is for our city out there. Now, the survey takes you probably less than two minutes to fill out, and the basic question it asks is, how likely are you to recommend Topeka and Shawnee County to a friend or colleague. That's seriously the first question and then there's like a couple small questions afterwards and then you're done. So pretty easy to fill out. Um, it's important that they get a lot of feedback and honest uh, feedback via the survey because y'all the only way we can fix stuff is when we're aware of what people are saying out there. Um, so for that link you can head to again bit.ly slash promote Topeka. So bit.ly slash promote Topeka uh, to fill out that survey and of course, we'll have both these social these links on our social media pages as well. So again, thanks for tuning in, everybody, tonight. And we just mentioned social media. If you don't um, already, be sure to check us out on social media. You can head to Facebook and like the Ballads and Brews page on there to keep up with our latest and greatest. Get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes and all that good jazz. Um, and you can do the same thing on Twitter. We can find us on Twitter at, at Ballads Brews. We live tweet every episode so you can follow along and learn all kinds of extra behind the scenes secrets via our Twitter page as well uh, to keep up with us. Um, also on Facebook be sure to show some love to the 785 Live uh, Facebook page. Uh, they are the ones of course that make this all possible uh, for us to happen so you can check out 785 Live on Facebook as well. So until next week please 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 stay safe, wear your mask, get your vaccine do all the good stuff we know that we're supposed to be doing, drink some good beer and we will see you next week here on Ballots of Brews.
Listening to Ballots and Brews on KSCF Digital Radio Topeka. For advertising opportunities, please go to 785live.com. Thanks for tuning in.